0: So the undoing of embedded structures, of ways we work that have always been celebrated as the way to go and to say from one day to the other, you know, yeah guys, you guys, know, just let it go. This is the Brilliance Leadership Learning Podcast, sharing thought-provoking content and discussions to enhance your leadership development journey. Be sure to subscribe to get notified of new episodes. Here are your hosts from the digital learning team at Crottenville, GE's Global Learning Institute.
1: Welcome to a new episode of Brilliance Leadership Learning. Today, I chatted with Harry Elsinga, the vice president of HR for GE Oil and Gas, during his time as leader in residence on the Crotonville campus. I did have a little bit of a cold during this conversation, but I think you'll really enjoy our discussion on digital and some of the takeaways Harry had from his time on campus. Hi Harry, uh, it's really That's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good to have you here face to face. So just tell us a little yeah. bit about yourself to start. You know what? What is your role now, and what what do you do in that role?
0: Yeah, so I'm the uh, senior HRM for uh, GE Oil and Gas, and uh, yeah. So what is that really, right? So we have about uh, thirty five thousand employees all around the world in the uh, oil and gas business in many different countries. Uh, I think over eighty countries that we count right now. So. People all over the world means, you know, events take place all over the world, from recruiting to promoting to right-sizing the workforce to adjusting our organization. Uh, So we have to all deal with that. And so we have an HR team of about uh, 300 people that uh, work all over the world uh, that use uh, GE's uh, CUEs to uh, do things like uh, recruiting services, payroll, you know, whatever have you, and really focus on uh, client support. So that's the employee, that is the leader that they, they work with. And the leadership team that they work uh, with on a daily basis.
1: Okay. And that sounds like it keeps you busy in, <laughs> in, the, in oil yes. and gas. <laughs>
0: yes. Yes. Yeah. It's a fun business, very dynamic, very yeah. vibrant, right? So you wake up in the morning and then uh, Asia is already, you know, uh, done working basically. Uh, so it's great to check in with these guys. And then, you know, you kind of check in with Africa. So the clock really rolls around the world and makes, makes it very, uh, very exciting and very eventful. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And so where are you based now?
0: That's a great question! I'm uh, based from various locations, so I uh, work for about uh, 20% of my time out of London, where our headquarters is. But the headquarters is very small, it's only about uh, 80 people, which is a good thing, you don't want your headquarters to be too big. Uh, So we'd rather lean into GE, you know, for some of the services, so about 20% in uh, London, then I would say 25-30% in uh, Houston. And then the rest of the time is really kind of, you know, where the business brings me. So it could be Latin America, could be sub-Saharan Africa, Middle East connecticut sometimes i work a week from connecticut just to catch up on things and uh, do my little shopping list with the headquarters team uh, now in boston these days yeah yeah
1: Yeah. and have you been to boston yet
0: not yet i'm gonna go there soon but uh, actually looking forward to it Yeah, yeah yeah
1: very nice so i know that while you're here um we are here on the crotonville campus and um, you know, as I've mentioned to our listeners before, we have leadership classes that take place, um, multiple classes at a time usually. And so um, as you've been going around and just listening to some of the things that are going on in those classes, what are some things that have stood out for you that they're talking about or thinking about?
0: Right. So the first thing that uh, that hits you, despite the fact that I've been here several times in uh, Crohnville, it's a wonderful facility. And I think, you know, GE can, can feel really good about having a facility like this and the kind of uh, staff that we have around. But the number one thing that strikes me the energy. Huge energy. People are very passionate, they're very enthusiastic about what they do here. They follow classes in uh, various uh, areas, from leadership to picking up a new competency or getting better at something, more like a behavioral skill. But the energy that strikes me and why is it so important is that, you know, so when they do the class for... A week or a couple of days or two weeks they go back home to their home team and they bring this energy back to that team as well this huge spark of uh, vibrancy around this is the company I work for this is the company we work for here in location XY or Z or in business you know XY or Z and um, it has a uh, it's sort of a retaining effect it has a uh, like a corporate culture type effect right a sense of belonging this is why we're here mm-hmm. And I'm sure, you know, after a few weeks or so, they will wear off, but then there will be somebody else from the team, you know, they will cycle through the Cronvill experience. You know, I think it is, uh, so first of all, it's a great learning experience, but it's very rewarding and very energizing in the sense of, you know, this is a great company to root for.
1: And I think when we talk about what, how do people develop themselves when they're not at a face-to-face class? So throughout the year, all those other kinds of things that one can choose to do, to you, what is the importance of learning on an ongoing basis?
0: So first of all, you want to have, you want to make sure you know that you have capable and competent uh, people in the field, you know, whatever you are, because our customers expect nothing than the best and they should have nothing mm-hmm. than the best. So the best uh, field engineers, the best engineers to deal with, because uh, we take uh, huge pride and big responsibility you know, on the things that we, we make and service mm-hmm. in, uh, in GE, whether that's digital, whether that's a product or whether it's a service that we, we offer. So I think that is very important, but I also think for people, as an individual, uh, you want to enhance your career, you want to grow your your domain expertise, you want to grow and enhance your leadership skills, Uh, you want to experiment in a Mm. safe environment, you know, where I'm going to try to improve my on-stage presence. Uh, So you can leverage the Cronenville campus for that. You can also leverage uh, the Brilliant You online services. Mm -hmm. You can uh, work with your manager as a coach. Uh, et, cetera, et cetera. So there are many opportunities to develop and I think the uh, the benefit of uh, working in GE is that we really re-emphasize and emphasize ongoing learning. Very, yeah. very important for everybody.
1: And for you personally, what has been something that's been really helpful to you, whether it's been something in your personal life or something at GE that you feel like has really helped you as a leader?
0: I think the, uh, the aspect of uh, scaling up. So some things that worked for me uh, maybe five years ago or ten years ago in a set environment mm-hmm. That was all great let 's say you know communicating with my team. well if you have a team of ten people, the direct communication is very easy, right you' see somebody in the office and you talk to them. But as your team grows over time, you have to learn as a leader how to scale up your communication skills, how to scale up your uh, your way of influencing your peer network, etc cetera, etc cetera. and uh, sometimes a little help is helpful. Somebody else will acknowledge, yes, that is a problem, or that is an opportunity actually for you to do something different. And then give you some tips and advice on, here's some things you could experiment with, like what we're doing right now, right? Yeah, yeah, Um, absolutely. It's a great way to scale up your communication impact.
1: I think there's probably a lot of leaders who have a hard time making themselves vulnerable in that way and saying, hey, maybe I don't have all the answers to things. So, um, you know, if there's an individual or even as an organization that's looking to improve, what advice would you
0: give them? So vulnerability basically comes down to being, uh, feeling exposed and Mm -hmm. uncertain. Right? about uh, you know what you're embarking on to and uh, I think you know it's it's very important to go back to you know so why are you here uh, you're here you know because we really like you you know we, you, we, you've been hired recruited off-campus you know mid-career whatever because we really like you not because we saw you as a project of issues mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Yeah. so you, you you came in you know because we like you We develop people because we really like working with our people and making them better and making them better you know and working with our customers so, if that's the basic understanding, then, you know, you should feel comfortable to be more your authentic self, mm-hmm. right? Because that's why you're here, right? Yeah. Because, you know, what you bring to the party. So, be comfortable being your authentic self and feel okay about, you know, doing some homework for yourself. You know, make yourself better, uh, and I would say enhancing your brand in a sense of not enhancing something, you know, you have to really, really work on but a lot of people you know, focus uh, not enough on enhancing the things they're actually pretty good at, and making that better. So you might be a great communicator, but maybe you know, you'd be better if you'd also be a great listener, and we can help you with that. So sometimes you know uh, the vulnerability is uh, not as bad as people think it is. It is sometimes more around the corner in an adjacent space mm-hmm. where you can actually expand into and, and improve in a very easy way.
1: Yeah, yeah. so it's a matter of perspective right. a lot. Yeah. So speaking of digital, you mentioned digital earlier. How is digital changing what you do just in general uh, in your business and as a leader?
0: Yeah. So great question and definitely a, uh, an, an area of attention. So where do we see it? So if I stay very close home in uh, human resources, the function itself, right? The digitization of the function, the portals that are available, the access to data, not so much as a data lake or as a data pool, but as a meaningful source of information where you can interconnect things. You know, a simple thing as an org chart that tells you more than an org chart, but tells you about, you know, what's the background on something or on a person? Uh, what's the compensation profile? More information around, uh, you know, their performance development, you know. Things that are relevant to a individual, right? Mm-hmm. Things that help you to make decisions or at least have a view on, you know, who they are and what they can do for the future in the company. If you extrapolate from there, uh, the way we look at candidates of so the recruiting machine, uh, bringing in digital t- uh, talent is, you know, definitely, n- it's not like bringing in an engineer, you know, for turbo compression. It's different skill sets, different uh, kind of, uh, say, a market, a different industry, that you have to learn to appreciate and understand there are definitely differences. And how to deal with those differences, whether it's compensation, whether it's, you know, talking about the, the type of role, the way people uh, operate in these roles, the way it's organized, mm-hmm. and how quick things can evolve. Uh, instead of putting the blueprint of GE on top of that, or the overlay that we know, yeah. time, you know, for this new perspective, and be open to that and change along, I mean, and, and pretty quick.
1: Okay, so... Kind of to paraphrase what you said, the tools that that you're using to to recruit and retain, but also how you do that, you know, to as a the process. way you work, yeah, the yeah. way that we work, yeah, absolutely. So, what do you think has been the most difficult for you in terms of adjusting to a digital world, it, like the way that you work or the way that we have to look at problems differently or anything like that?
0: I, I think Chantal, you know, and that is not only for digital. I think there's been change in general. Yeah. So the, so doing something new is not as hard as undoing what people are used to or right. what you're used to yourself. So the undoing of embedded structures of ways we work that have always been celebrated as the way to go and to say from one day to the other, you know, you guys, you know, just let it go. Yeah. You know, those days are over, <laughs> is the hardest thing there is.
1: Yeah, I know, that's true. Yeah. And that's, so yeah, when we got, we talk about learning, one thing that I am really passionate about is is kind of that unlearning and the process of that. And, um, you know, we've talked in earlier discussions with folks about um, your expertise blinding you. You know, people get really, uh, you know, prideful about the stuff that they know. Yep. And so when change happens, it can just feel like, you know, you're taking something from me. Uh, but I think it's really important to kind of intertwining some of these concepts we've been talking about, um, you know, just because you might need to shift to something doesn't mean that you're not still good at what you're doing or, or things like that. Right. So I think it's important for us as a company to recognize those those things and as individuals. So when you think about uh, just the concepts of of everybody being a leader, what do you think about that in, in an organization?
0: Yes, I think uh it's I think that's a very valid point. Everybody has their own responsibility uh and accountabilities, you know, towards customers, towards colleagues, uh, peers to uh, to do the best they can do, to deliver their best work. That means, uh, for instance, uh, we're sitting here in Cronenville, being responsible for self-development. That you grow yourself, that you continuously improve You know what you do, that you refresh and reset, that you understand the digital space better, how you can play, but also uh, how not to block it, how not to block the progress mm-hmm. that we like to make as a uh, company. So if you cannot enhance it, then don't stand in the way. It's also important to know yeah. your, your spot there. I think constantly, you know, developing your domain expertise to to be a leader in you know the area that you operate in is important. So it's not always leadership in the sense of you know how many people report to me, right? I think it is more you know leading through influencing. And so somebody made a great uh, observation this week and said, look, you know, the fact that we organize ourselves in for G, you know, Oracle as a tool, you know, organizationally so we can administrate everything that doesn't mean that the organization that sits in Oracle is the true organization that I lead.
1: Mm, And I thought it was a
0: really good observation. Um, Because you lead the true team is the people that you touch, that you influence, that you work with on a project basis. And I think in that sense, everybody is a true leader.
1: Yeah, yeah. that just reminded me. um, John Rice was just talking to us earlier um, this morning saying that, you know, Back when he started, it was you got your job description, this was your manager, there were no dotted line things going on, um, and he was just emphasizing the same thing. Now, your team is, is not just your team. You, you're on one team, maybe in the morning, then you get on a phone call later in the afternoon, and you're on another team. Right. And maybe in the evening, you know, you're know, you calling somewhere else, and you're on another team. So right.
0: Exactly, and it, it's so true, and uh, you're right. It kind of uh, go, goes around the world. It goes uh, through different project teams. Uh, some teams you're assigned to, some teams you volunteer to participate in. Uh, and I think that also says something about leadership. The uh, evaluation of leadership and the way we grow leaders is no longer through the eyes of the team that you work with every day. It's a much larger team, and it's very dynamic. It changes constantly.
1: Yeah. Um, so those are, those are really all of the main questions I had, and it's been a great discussion. Is there anything else that you are particularly passionate about that that you would want anybody to kind of take away from the discussion
0: no i think uh um, i think there are three things that we talked uh, to people about you know while here on campus uh, quite a bit and more to come mm-hmm. but i think the uh the element of uh being authentic and we touched upon this uh earlier yeah be comfortable with yourself you know we, yeah. you are here you know because you really like you know who you are and don't try to be somebody else right? yeah yeah so so i am
1: so glad yeah. that you're willing to do the the blog post and the podcast, so because you're clearly emulating that for us, which is great.
0: Right, yes, no, no, so, yeah, and, and just try it. I mean, right, if it doesn't work, then people will tell you, this one's not so good, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, but at least you know, put in the effort. So I think the authenticity is uh, important. I think the other thing, uh, the environment we operate in, look at the the, the world today, mm-hmm. in, in all dimensions, we have to deal with a lot of ambiguity. And uh, so market dynamics, political dynamics, you know, dynamics in organizations, so, uh, be a leader also in dealing with ambiguity and communicating in an ambiguous world. Meaning that, yes, you might be looking for 100% of, uh, security around data points so you can communicate whatever message it is that you have to communicate. But maybe, you know, you should be satisfied with maybe only 50% of the talking points that you actually wanted to have. And the rest is through dialogue with your team, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, and be able to articulate with the team, you know, what's going on, what's the impact that, you know, additive manufacturing has on us right Uh, or that digital has on us so i think a lot of people try to um to go through too much security around communication and don't experiment enough and talk to each other enough about you know hey what does this mean for us so those two things i think are two important takeaways from the week you know dealing with the ambiguity and it's okay to be authentic
1: yeah yeah so what do you do in your free time? What what are you, what are your hobbies?
0: <laughs> yeah, so uh so motorcycles, I like motorcycles. Oh. Uh I was 18, you know, I didn't have the money to buy a car. So <laughs> I had my license and so got also my motorcycle license and it was a lot cheaper to do it that way, so it became like an <laughs> economics thing. Yeah, but then I started to really enjoy it. So, motorcycles, big deal, and downhill skiing. I love downhill skiing. Oh, really? Yeah, so, so. I'm not evil Knievel or so, but uh, <laughs> I like it.
1: So, do you take like your vacations? You go up to the mountains a lot and places like that? We we'll do, yes, yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, I like that an awful lot. So, Colorado is great, yeah. Vermont is great. Yeah, that's so. awesome.
1: Well, that's all. I mean, thank you for taking the time to talk uh, with us. And, um, you know, I think there's there's obviously a lot more that we all have to learn together. So, again, it's great to have you here and, and keep helping us thank along. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, so Chatelle. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on iTunes, follow us on SoundCloud, and, of course, like, comment, rate, and share. Thanks for listening.